It's the Everything 80s Podcast with Franco in the morning. Ladies and gentlemen, rock and roll. Big Paul Castellano's life last night may very well have been a payoff for getting into such trouble with the feds. I will destroy any man who tries to take what I got. Welcome back, everybody, to the Everything 80s Podcast. I am Franco in the Morning, and it is powered by Prime 82 Restaurant, a great place in Norwich Town. If you're local, be sure to go there. If you're not, travel and enjoy it because it's that good. Big shout-out to the staff and, and everyone, the management, the owners over at Prime 82 in Norwich. We thank them for making this possible. So, again, it's another edition of the Everything 80s podcast. You could uh, listen to me at 100.9 K-Hits FM. BigHitsBigFun.com is where you go. Available on most of the socials. You can uh, always say, Alexa, play 100.9 K-Hits FM, and uh, we'll be there. Be sure to follow me on TikTok. Shout out to my TikTok followers, my TikTok community, uh, for always checking out the podcast, and I appreciate that if you're not following Again, it's at Franco in the morning. You can also find me on Instagram, Facebook, Facebook Reels, uh, and like I said, most of the socials. So the podcast is all about the 80s. That's why we call it Everything 80s, a uh, radio station I work for and do the morning show for at uh, 100.9 K Hits FM. Is an 80s radio station. We start sprinkling some 90s lately, which I kind of like as well, but the podcast will remain Everything 80s. Uh, today, I have an esteemed colleague on the line with me. Uh, who's going to join us on the podcast, who really knows a lot about the 80s and programmed uh, a college radio station in the 80s. He's an 80s aficionado, uh, and uh, he is my guest co-host today, Mark Bokoff, also uh, the travel expert from Cruise Planners. Hey, Mark, thanks for popping in here today. Hey, good morning, Frank. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? So um, tell me about your experience with the 80s as far as you were programming college radio in the 80s, correct? No, no, no. I wasn't programming. I was actually the manager of a radio station, the general manager of a radio station um, up at the number one communications campus in America, Syracuse University. Mm -hmm. And uh, we, were, uh, we had two stations at Syracuse. Um, one of them you probably know uh, a bunch of names from, uh, guys like Mike Tirico. 93Q. Uh, he is uh, an, a, an SU graduate, and he was uh, big at WAER, which was the campus, which was a university-owned station. The station that I ran was a student-owned station, and it was all fed by the student fee, and it was completely student-run and operated. Um, back in the day, it was a CHR format. That uh-huh. was something to you, probably. Uh-huh. Um, and we, uh, we programmed Top 40 back then, probably a little bit like you did it. When you were back in the day. Right. Isn't the big CHR out there 93Q? Uh, I think that sounds right. Yeah. You know, I've been out of there a long time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But you do love the 80s. I know that. I am a fan. All yeah, right. So um, today I'm picking 1980 and a little bit into 81 to talk about. Uh, and uh, in no particular order, we're going to talk true crime, music, movies, TV, fashion, stuff like that. But I want to start out. Uh, with some of the big events that were in 1980, and again, in no particular order, but Ronald Reagan was elected president. That was a big year uh, for uh, the governor and former uh, movie movie star, 
mm-hmm. the elected president in the United States, and then of course he went on to win a second term. So, right, uh, and the the hostages were released during that, uh, right after he was yes. elected, right? Yeah, Jimmy Carter left him the hostages, and he negotiated the release of the. Uh, the uh, hostages in Iran. That's right. All right. So uh, some other things. Let, let's look at this for a second. Inter- I know that you're really big with uh, being a businessman, very successful. Uh, interest rates uh, from the Fed were 21.50% then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was pretty young then, but I actually remember that. Yeah. I, I do. It was a big deal because my father, um, who was a pretty conservative guy, he wasn't big on you know, lots of uh, stocks and bonds. He was born in 1929, so he already went through a, a depression and a crash. Um, he was big on CDs, and that was where all the money was back right. in the day, in the 20% interest rates. And, you know, for a long time, the last 15 years or so, we've experienced really low interest rates here in the United States in the single digits, below 5%. Mm-hmm. And now things are, you know, people are paying 7 uh, six, seven, and eight percent for mortgages, and they're thinking, "Oh my God, the world is caving in." Yeah. But in fact, um, I think we're probably maybe more about what the money is worth today than what it's been worth for the last fifteen years. All right, moving down the list, average cost of a home uh, of a house sixty eight thousand seven hundred. Average house in nineteen eighty. Yeah. The average income was nineteen thousand five hundred. Uh, monthly rent was three hundred dollars. I remember paying about two fifty a month back in nineteen eighty for rent. Gas mark a dollar nineteen. <laughs> All right. Uh, a new car was seventy two hundred bucks. Um, Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head got through that, and there was four dollars and seventy seven cents. A Pontiac Firebird, which I had in seventy six, was uh, fifty nine hundred dollars. I had a Firebird and a Camaro in seventy six. You were a big deal. Uh, yeah, the Afro. I was I was five nine six two with the Afro, and <laughs> uh, let's see here. Um, a men's three piece suit was eighty nine ninety five. Let's see what I came. Probably made in the United States. Yeah, uh, right. Uh, Rubik's cube came out. You ever solve a Rubik's cube? Uh, no. Not me either. Uh, Miracle on Ice happened in 1980. That was a big, big event. You, um, now, you're not much of a sports follower, are you? But you must have watched that. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, yeah. That, was, that was the uh, Olympic team, the uh, hockey team. Mm-hmm. Um, Mount St. Helen happened. CNN, 24-hour news cycle began in 1980. Now, there's a mogul, Ted Turner. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was on the radio. You know, I'm a big Beatles fan, big John Lennon fan. I was on the air the night John Lennon was assassinated, December 8, 1980. So that also happened in 1980. Yeah. All right. So uh, let's move on uh, to TV. Did you watch a lot of TV in the 1980s? I did watch TV. I was a big TV watcher. All right. So uh, did you watch... um, All right. I'll give you the top 10, and you tell me which ones you watched, Okay. (laughs) All right, uh, top 10 TV shows. At number 10, yeah, I think you might have been a Little House on the Prairie guy. Not exactly. All right. <laughs> Three's Company? Yeah. Number nine. All right. Yeah, you picked right up on that. I don't remember House Calls. No. I don't remember that show. Alice was at number seven. The Jeffersons were number six. Oh, you perked up on Alice. You like that? I like that. All Alice right. Diner? Yeah. Um, it's my grits, man. <laughs> uh, the Jeffersons were at number six. 
Moving on up to the east side. And who didn't like the love boat? The love boat, okay. number five. Now, now that's a that's a that's a personal favorite of mine. Right, because you're in the cruise business. <laughs> Too bad it wasn't like that. Actually, you probably deal with that kind of drama. You know, somebody somebody falls in love, somebody falls out of love, you know. Eh, not too much. Anymore. But you do have guest stars on some of your crews, like me, Jimmy, and Shelly. Can we do we our do. Rock the Boat, right? We do have guest stars. We'll talk about that again coming up in just a bit. Uh, 60 Minutes was number three. Number that show, two. That show has stood the test of time. It really has, it's hasn't it? Ten yep. Uh, the Dukes of Hazard was number two. Oh, Dizzy Duke, man. And oh, man. Can you remember what number one was? No. Okay. All right. Take a guess. No? Number one was Dallas in 1980. Dallas. Dallas was the number one TV show. Okay. All right. Um, let's move on to music. I know you love music. You love the 80s. Uh, the number 10 song, this used to drive me crazy on the radio, Bette Midler, The Rose. Wow. Only Bette. <laughs> uh, let's see. Did you see the movie? Wasn't there a movie that went along with that? It's uh, kind of like uh, loosely based on uh, Janis Joplin. I don't remember seeing that. Yeah. Uh, here's one of your favorites. Uh, I don't know if the song's one of your favorites, but I know it's one of your favorite artists. Number nine, it's still rock and roll to me, Billy Joel. It was the number yeah, nine good. song of 1980. Good, good mm -hmm. song. Funky Town, Lips Incorporated was number eight. Wow. Okay, you don't remember it? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. that was left over a little bit from the disco era. Yeah, that was like uh, definitely a roller skating song. Uh, coming up, Paul McCartney, probably his worst song, I think. Yeah, I'm not, I don't even remember that. Yeah. Well, what happened was everybody jumped on the disco uh, bandwagon, you know, like, uh, you know, like even the Rolling Stones, you know, had uh, had a, a, a disco flavored song. Rod Stewart had Do You Think I'm Sexy? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, number six, Crazy Little Thing Called Love, Queen's Tribute to Elvis. Uh, was it number six that year? I like that song. Um, Do That to Me One More Time, Captain and Tennille, number five. Uh, yeah. Uh, Michael Jackson's Rock With You was number four. Number three song of the year was Magic, Olivia Newton-John. Uh, Pink Floyd, Another Brick in the Wall, Part Two. I remember playing that a lot on the radio because uh, I started in radio in 1978. Um, so I was definitely on the air during this. Uh, Pink Floyd. And then at number one, Call Me by Blondie was number one. Ooh. Wow. So that was the number I one song. I thought that, but... Yeah. Pat Benatar didn't make that list. Not the top ten. I don't have the rest of the year, but I'm sure she's in there. Wow. Yeah. I know you're a Pat Benatar fan who isn't. All right. Uh, I have some fashion things to, to talk about. Um, the cutoff sweatshirt. Uh, remember the girls are wearing that? That was number ten. Yeah, I do. The side ponytail. That I mean, wasn't Chrissy on Three's Company big yes, for the side sir. ponytail? She was. Of course, no one ever looked at her ponytail. I'm just going to say, nobody <laughs> was paying attention to her ponytail. You know what's so funny is, like, I just thought of her, and the first thing I thought of were her piercing blue eyes. Now I'm lying. Liar. <laughs> You're a liar. Uh, number nine, the mullet. I didn't realize the mullet was popular that early in the 80s. Mm, I didn't. I, I, that, was not a, that was not a hairstyle that I ever, uh, ever sported. Yeah, you seem like a short hair guy. I am a short-haired guy. Yeah. Uh, number seven, uh, neon colors were big uh, in the 80s. That was at uh, number seven. Yeah. Uh, High-waisted jeans. I did not like that look, but they were big. 
Um, I love the leg warmers at number five. Lacy shirts were big. That always looked like, you know, very sexy for the girls in the 80s. Um, now, here's one we can have fun with. Ripped knees were big in, uh, in, in 1980. Uh, ripped knee jeans. Yeah, and they're we again, and now they pay like five hundred dollars for a pair of well, jeans with it, holes in it. It's not well. There are some, but I mean, I wear those all the time. My wife bought them for me, and I said I'm too old to wear, you know, stressed whatever they call it. Uh, and uh, so I wear them. But people pay extra for that. Yeah, they, they, that. yeah, they're not like five hundred dollars. I mean, if they're designer, they probably are. I don't uh, get that. Spandex was at number two. Oh yeah. Ugh. And big hair, perms, perms, and more perms. And lots of hairspray. Yeah, lots of hairspray. So that was number one. You had uh, big hair. You had big hair back In the then. 80s, I had big hair, yeah. I had a big afro in the 80s. Now you don't have any hair, Brad. Uh, thanks for reminding me and everyone of that. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like I said, I had the afro in the 80s. All right, on to my final list, which is the biggest movies. Uh, Caddyshack was number 10. Oh, classic movie. All right. Uh, at number nine, do you even remember The Fog? No. I think Adrian Barbeau was in that. For some reason, Adriana Barbeau wasn't... She, I think she was in that. She was a real sex symbol. She was a sex symbol. I think she was in The Fog. It's funny because I was just talking about Coal Miner's Daughter, which is at number eight. Um I was talking about it on a piece I did on TikTok. That was a really, really, uh, it was big at the box office at the time. It was critically acclaimed. Sissy Spacek won an Academy Award. You had great uh, performances um, by, uh, um, what's his name? Curtis. <laughs> uh, Jones. Jamie Lee Jones or? No, Jamie Lee Curtis. No, not Jamie Lee Curtis. Uh, Jones was in it. The guy with the three names. Anyway, he played the. the oh, uh. I don't know. <laughs> I'll get back to that. But did you know, um, now, are you a fan of a band called The Band? No. Okay, well, I am a big fan of The Band, and so are a lot of people in my community on TikTok. And Levon Helm, uh, the drummer, uh, and uh, sang lead on most of the songs for The Band, played the um, coal miner's daughter's father. She, he played um, Loretta Lynn's father. Oh. And that... He's probably my favorite. He is my favorite singing drummer. Uh, Tommy Lee Jones is who I was thinking of as the uh, co-star in that movie. Uh, Blues Brothers. Boy, oh boy. That was uh, number seven in 1980. Some incredible scenes in that movie. And just absolutely hilarious. I love it. I haven't seen it in so long. Uh, I love how much uh, effort they put into uh, all the chase scenes in that. That was always my favorite. I don't remember this one in number six, Gates of Heaven. Do you remember that movie? Okay. I remember this one. I am not an animal. The Elephant Man was at number five. Oh, wow. Did you see it? No. Here's one that was ahead of its time at number four, Airplane for 1980. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Uh, here's one I liked at the time, and it is no longer even in my top ten Scorsese films, and that's Raging Bull. Oh. I don't think it stood the test of time. I mean, Scorsese made so many... I don't know if you're... You're probably not a big Scorsese fan. Well, it's you like, know, I gotta, I gotta throw in a little anecdote. You know, we talked about my time up at uh, Syracuse. Yeah. You know who was in... I was in a dorm with two towers. One was... Back then, they separated the boys and the girls in some 
you know, on some of these dorms. They were separate by, by, by tower in this building that I lived in as a freshman. And one of my acquaintances at the time, I don't want to say she was my friend because that would be going a little far and that would be hyperbolic, was Martin Scorsese's daughter. Really? Yeah. If you look her up, she's a Syracuse graduate. Well, that's cool. And uh, so I kind of I got into Scorsese a little bit just because I thought if yeah. I knew about his movies, maybe she'd go out with him. Well, <laughs> <laughs> it didn't work, did it? It did not work. But I I just want to—I want to point out to our listeners that uh, when I said you don't strike me as a Scorsese guy, I've known you a long time, and I don't see you as somebody who would be a mob aficionado. I'm not a mob aficionado, but I do like mob movies. Okay. Uh, So anyway, that was one of his best movies at the time. But he's made so many more great movies. It's hard to even pick, you know, a, if to, to narrow down your top five Scorsese films. And I did that with a different co-host on this podcast a few episodes ago. It's just really hard to do that. Uh, but anyway, I have Raging Bullet number three. Number two, another thing I'm not into is Star Wars. Episode five, Empire Strikes Back was 1980. Are you, I don't strike me as a Star Wars guy either. I am not a Star Wars guy. Yeah. I will tell you that my, my wife likes that kind of So does my wife. Kimberly loves Star Wars. Yeah, I'm and not a fan. We could have used her when we were on Rock the Boat, and I'll talk more about what Rock the Boat is coming up towards the end. But when we were on Rock the Boat, we were doing trivia, and there was a Star Wars question. I'm like, oh my god, I wish Kimberly was here because I, you know, I would know she, she would have known it. Uh, can you guess what the number one song in 1980 is? Kind of hard to if it's a long time ago, but wait, I'll, number one movie. The number one movie. Did I say song? I meant movie. Yeah, I do not. I'll give you. I'll give you a hint. Okay. I'm not going to hurt you, Wendy. I'm just going to bash your brains in. Oh, was it One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest? <laughs> that was Jack Nicholson, so yeah, but uh, no, it, it was The Shining. Oh, The Shining. The okay. Shining was uh, number one. Uh, so I did mention that I've known Mark a long time. Mark owns Cruise Planners with his wife, and uh, we do an event called Rock the Boat every year, and I talk a lot about this on my TikTok page and on the radio. Our next destination is Alaska, so um, if you're on TikTok, you can just click my link tree for all the details. Uh, if you're not, uh, please follow me and do that, or you can go to bookthatescape.com uh, and uh, check out Mark's um, travel website to find out all about the trip. I know people are excited about the trip to Alaska. Very excited. We really, we really have um, a huge uh, interest already. We probably have about 40 people signed up to go already, and it's over a year away. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're really excited about this destination for next year. Um, a little bit different for the whole Rock the Boat thing, um, but I really think that um, everybody uh, is going to uh, find it to be a fantastic destination. I've been up there three times. Um, and every time I go, it is never old. It it's, is, it's definitely going to be fun. And, and for those of you who aren't, aren't familiar with Rock the Boat is, when Mark said it's a little departure from what we normally do, we normally go to the Caribbean, we've been to Bermuda twice, uh, but we do private parties, we bring a band, so if there's any interest on your part, just check it out and uh, you know get a hold of Mark for more of the information. The podcast is powered today by Prime 82 Restaurant. We thank Alex and his crew for powering it. Hey, Mark, thanks for sitting in. It's really fun to be chatting with you and just kind of reminiscing about the 80s on the Everything 80s podcast with K Hits FM. Mark, have a great weekend. Happy uh, St. Patrick's Day. We're recording on Friday, St. Patrick's Day today. Take care. Thanks, you too. Bye-bye. All righty, bye.